0: Hi, I'm Will Evans. Welcome to another episode of Ahead of the Field from NFU Mutual. Coronavirus has affected the farming and rural community significantly since March. And we're going to be talking to Ruth Poulton, Corporate Social Responsibility Consultant at NFU Mutual, about the NFU Mutual Charitable Trust and several of the charitable organisations that benefit and the work they do on the ground. I'm joined by four fabulous guests, Ruth Bolton from NFU Mutual, Jan Welsh from RSABI, Mark Thomas from the Farming Community Network and Jason Alexandra from the Samaritans. Welcome to the show everyone and thank you for joining us today.
1: Hi, well. Well.
0: Ruth, i going to turn to you first. Um, what have you found to be the main issues facing communities at this time?
1: We've always had supporting our communities at the heart of our business at NFU Mutual. So, when the lockdown announcement came, we had a pretty good idea of what this might mean for our customers and for the wider community. But to make sure we really understood what those issues were, we very quickly took time to speak to our customers and our charitable partners, as well as our network of agents who are located throughout the UK, and listened to what they had to say. And what we found was that the single biggest issue was isolation itself. Customers told us that this was mostly down to not being able to see friends and family and that they felt lonely, trapped inside their homes and unable to engage in their usual daily activities like socialising, going to the supermarket, accessing general amenities and and taking exercise, the simple things that I think we all take for granted just on a day-to-day basis. People also talked about the strain of juggling home and work, the financial pressures, lack of broadband and connectivity and the digital divide. And all these things have impacted every inch of many people's lives. And for some, it's definitely led to feelings of heightened anxiety and fear. And our agents, meanwhile, also told us about people struggling to put food on the table, those who were suffering stress as a result of losing their jobs, additional business and personal strains, including bereavement and mental health issues, and all this on top of adapting to new ways of living and working and dealing with massive uncertainty. But I'm happy to say that we also found lots of positives, um, like those people talking more to friends and family, others taking up new hobbies or pursuing existing ones like gardening and long walks. And we've also seen an uptake unsurprisingly perhaps in technology and social media particularly amongst older people so zoom chats and online quizzes and classes have really been tapped into which is really fantastic to hear
0: definitely um what is the role of the charitable trust and who's it helped during coronavirus
1: So we set up the NFE Mutual Charitable Trust in 1998 and it was part of our commitment to those working in agriculture and the countryside. And and since then, donations have helped other charities and organisations tackle big issues like rural poverty, food education, uh, the future of farming and mental and physical ill health. And in terms of coronavirus, once we knew what the key issues people were facing and how we could help, We were able to donate £739,000 as part of a £32 million support package NFE Mutual committed for the benefit of its members and communities affected by the pandemic. And actually that £739,000 donation has been given to nine different charities, some of which the Charitable Trust has supported over many years to help make a difference on the ground where it matters. And those nine include Farming Community Network, Addington Fund, RABI RSABI forage aid rural support the prince's countryside fund samaritans and national emergencies trust coronavirus appeal
0: how has the lockdown increased the challenges facing those charities that that uh, the charitable trust supports
1: at the start of lockdown we also contacted our charity partners to find out how they were doing on a personal and professional level you know we've got really good close working relationships with many of these uh, and we have established immediately the seriousness of their financial situation due to COVID-19 and essentially critical funding streams have literally dried up overnight because fundraising events have been cancelled right across the UK and so with these charities providing vital frontline services for our communities It became really clear that an emergency injection of funds would absolutely be the right thing to do. So it would enable charities to stay open and to continue delivering and adding to things like volunteer training, telephone and email helplines and advice and signposting, all of which reach isolated and vulnerable people, enabling them to stay strong and resilient, which is really important to us as an organisation.
0: So in what ways will the NFU Mutual Donation through the Charitable Trust help those in need during this crisis?
1: We know that many people have turned to friends, family and neighbours for help during lockdown. But we also know that others are using telephone helplines and online counselling for support. Interestingly, our own research has shown that men are significantly more likely to feel much more isolated than women. And are more likely to consider accessing both telephone and online helplines so we know that this particular type of support is absolutely critical. The Charitable Trust donation will also help provide one-off grants to relieve financial stress, to support individuals and families and it will help pay for workshops to improve business management and it will be used to provide signposting and outreach where it's needed. It will also help families facing challenges in their farm business with resources and skills and financial assistance available to support them and where it's needed to rebuild their livelihoods if it's necessary.
0: Fantastic. Thanks, Ruth. Uh, Jan, let's turn to you now. RSABI support people in Scottish agriculture. Tell us a bit about your role as a case officer there and some of the people you've been helping since the pandemic started.
2: Uh, Yes, sure. Um, The people we help include farmers, farm workers, crofters and their dependents. And the help that we offer very much is tailored to meet the needs of the individual and is quite wide ranging. Uh, We have accessed business reviews for working farmers, provided emotional support by making regular phone calls to clients and have helped put clients in touch with counsellors. There has also been financial support available for those in need. And we have helped people who have had accidents or have had a long term illness and helped them to access the benefits to which they're entitled.
0: Uh, working for RSABI must, must be incredibly rewarding, but it must be difficult at times too. What's the hardest part of your job?
2: Um, I think it's when someone has lost a loved one. Um, naturally you want to help and support them through what is obviously a very difficult time for them, but they need to go through the grieving process. And for farmers, this can be difficult uh, because they can't take time off. They've still got a business to run, livestock to look after, and getting the time they need to grieve sometimes isn't easy. Uh, We can help by offering a call-out service and to arrange counselling if needed. If they want us to, we can keep in regular contact And we often call someone who's been bereaved daily and eventually we will decrease our calls to weekly, fortnightly or monthly until they feel better able to cope. But basically, we will do whatever we can to support them.
0: Have you seen the type of support people are accessing change since April? Um, And if so, why do you think that is?
2: Yes, we have. We've seen a considerable increase in the number of people that we offer emotional support to. So in the past three months, we've been dealing with around 300 telephone calls each month. And that's more than double what we would normally deal with. Um, There has also been an increase in demand for counselling services. And we've had inquiries from those who've lost a second income as a result of COVID-19, looking for information about the government grants and and, uh, loans that are in place. Um, and also people looking for help with how to order shopping online or asking us to go online and find local shops who'll do home deliveries. It's quite a wide ranging um, uh, range of topics there that people have been coming to us for information and we've also reached out to our existing clients and particularly those who are elderly, vulnerable or living alone and we've offered them a regular call-out service. So this has been welcomed particularly by those who stay in rural locations, especially if they've no family or neighbours nearby. And uh, we just you know, as to why that we think that is, we I would say that um, there are people who have poor mental or physical health, perhaps financial issues or problems with their business. Prior to the pandemic, they've maybe just been coping, but all these issues have been heightened by the pandemic and now they find they're struggling. And that's why they've turned to us for help and advice.
0: Uh, if there was one message that you wanted people to hear about RSA Bi, what would that be?
2: Well, people are often surprised when they find out who we help and the kind of help we can offer. So, I would encourage anyone who's worried to call us. Um, they can contact us on our helpline, which is zero three hundred treble one four one double six. It's open every day from 7am to 11pm and all the help we give is confidential. Uh, We've got lots of resources to be able to help and if we can't help, we normally uh, know someone who can.
0: Thank you Jan. Uh, Jason, uh, Samaritans is a really well-known charity. Can you explain further about some of the work that you do and the people that you help?
3: Yeah, certainly will. Um, So Samaritans, we've got... we're run by or supported by 20,000 volunteers and they're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, every day of the year. And therefore, they're people, well, they're there for anybody, anybody that's struggling to cope. And uh, I think uh, one of the biggest messages we want to get out there is, as Jan mentioned earlier, I think COVID has increased the level of people's anxiety and things like that. So those people at one level have increased up. So those people who might not normally reach out for help, Probably should be thinking about it now. And uh, our number one one six one two three. If you're in a situation where you think that actually I might need someone to talk to, because one of the key things that Samaritans does, it allows those people who are struggling to cope to talk about their worries and their anxieties, and that can give a huge sense of relief and a better perspective. So uh, Samaritans it's been around for 60 years, but I think uh, today, if your or your listeners are thinking they may need some help, give us a call one one six one two three.
0: Uh, the agricultural industry has the second highest risk of suicide mm. of any industry, uh, almost twice the national average. Um, terrible statistics. What has been the impact of COVID-19 on your service?
3: Mm. Well, we're currently receiving around about 7,000 calls a day, uh, a third of which are COVID-related. And again, the general topics that uh, the you know, other uh, people we've been interviewing today have been speaking about, isolation, finance, unemployment. Those are the kind of issues that are being raised. And um, one of the things which I thought was quite interesting from our our, our research we've been doing is that although we're still receiving a lot of calls, uh, the number of emails have been increasing. And I think that could be due down to people finding it harder to have a time and a space to talk about things at home. Sometimes the family, people don't want to talk about their worries and problems openly. And therefore maybe being overheard on the phone. So we're actually starting to use our email service. Uh, That's joe at samaritans.org.
0: That's fantastic, isn't it? Um, Samaritans is due to launch a campaign with a focus in particular on the experiences of men. What are you hoping to achieve with this campaign?
3: Yeah, well, men often don't reach out as quickly for support as women. And having a Real People's Real Stories campaign allows other men to see other men's success stories of how they've done it and why they've done it, and therefore not to feel just that they're the only one. So the real Peel People's real stories is about real men who have gone through struggles and what they have done. And we've been supported, especially in the rural communities, by the NFU Mutual Childhood Trust to actually promote those messages further. And we're really supportive, really, really thankful for that support.
0: How Critical is Samaritan's support for the emotional health and well-being of our communities.
3: Well, we know we've been going now for about 60, 60 years. And from the feedback that we've received from uh, those people that we've helped, uh, conversations are life-saving. And so I'd encourage that it's really important that if those people have got a friend that they're concerned about, you too can reach out and just say, look, I can see you're looking a bit upset, what's wrong? Just to start that conversation. But in the same way, um, we are quite physically isolated at the moment. We don't need to be socially isolated. You can copy the same things that the Samaritans done. It just offers a, a listening ear. You as a, a colleague, a friend, I can offer that listening ear. Or if you're really concerned about that person, you encourage them, signpost them onto Samaritans or the other people that we're talking with today.
0: Okay, Um, Mark, let's turn to you now. Um, We've heard how charities like Farming Community Network face a funding gap due to the cancellation of fundraising events because of coronavirus. In terms of FCN's vital services for farmers in rural communities in England and Wales, how important are donations like those from the NFU Mutual Charitable Trust for an organisation
3: like yours?
4: Hi, uh, Will. Well, it's been hugely important and uh, we're immensely grateful to the Trust for making the funding available. It's meant that we've been able to keep our foot on the accelerator, as it were, during these difficult times, rather than having to apply the brake. Um, as we couldn't visit farms, we've relied very heavily on our helpline, which is manned by our amazing volunteers, and the funds have helped with the cost of maintaining the infrastructure Of that phone system. Uh, It's allowed us to monitor and respond to the uh, e uh, helpline. Um, It's ensured that our volunteers have been supported and trained and supervised uh, throughout that time. Um, It's also meant that SCN and other farming help charities have been able to be proactive during this time. Um, We've been encouraging farmers to think about contingency planning in case their families and their business was affected by the virus and also to maintain a database of local help and support that we can connect people with. And we've been able to keep our farmwell.org.uk online resource updated with a whole wealth of uh, up-to-date information and guidance on staying resilient.
0: What are some of the specific types of challenges facing the farming community at, at this time?
4: Well, it's clearly added to the general levels of stress and anxiety um, that people are experiencing, especially amongst those who were already facing difficulties before. Um, Some farms have experienced additional financial problems due to the loss of markets and and other income on the farm. Uh, And it's placed pressures on family relationships for some people who've been cooped up together for longer than they used to. Uh, And for some, of course, difficulties in looking after livestock, taking care of other duties on the farm. If members of the the family, members of their farm staff have been affected. Uh, and Whilst farmers are a resilient lot, as you well know, um, the restrictions around livestock marts uh, and the loss of shows and events has meant that uh, some have become more isolated than they used to. Um, Those events are so important for the farming community and and often uh, attending county shows, local shows is the only holiday that that some farmers take. Um, And of course, very sadly, as has already been mentioned by Jan, um, some families have uh, had to cope with bereavement and loss.
0: Has your helpline seen a shift in the type of calls that have been received lately?
4: Yes, uh, we saw increases in calls to our helpline, um, much as RSABI have uh, during March uh, through to June, um, compared to the same time last year. And and issues relating to COVID-19 have featured strongly. Um, when people contact us, there, there's often a, a, there are multiple factors involved, um, and financial problems and issues to do with mental well-being are are, are always top of the list. Um, Stress related problems linked to COVID-19 was a component of 41% of our helpline calls in April, 16% in May and 27% in June. Um, But we've also had many calls seeking information, guidance on government grants and funding um, and also from members of the public who are offering help to their local farms if, if it was needed. Um, It's interesting and and perhaps worrying to note that when society was being told to isolate and lock down uh, and people's working lives were changing significantly overnight, um, many farms carried on as business as usual. Um, It's not that they were breaking the rules. Um, It's just that they work alone every day and and the isolation was nothing new. Uh, I'm not sure whether to be reassured by that or, or concerned about it.
0: What will the challenges and opportunities look like for farmers as lockdown lifts and we head further into the future?
4: Well, it sounds like the legacy of COVID-19 is going to be with us uh, for some time. And therefore, we're going to need to be alert to the possibility of local outbreaks, local lockdowns being reimposed, which which could, of course, impact uh, individual farms, farms in counties, so we need to think how to be prepared and, and how we might manage through that. Um, for some, of course, there could be lasting impacts on finances and, and mental wellbeing. And then of course, there are the all the other issues that are affecting farming families on a daily basis. Uh, rural crime, TB, succession and retirement issues. Um, and of course, Uh, significant changes to the agricultural support system uh, just around the corner. Um, But whilst there'll undoubtedly be challenges, I I also think it's important to say that this is going to be a time of great opportunity for some. Uh, I wish I was 30 years younger and starting my career in farming today. I, I think it's going to be a really exciting and vital industry to be involved in.
0: Me too. Uh, how does FCN expect to help?
4: Well, we, we intend to play an active part, uh, along with the other farming help organisations, to uh, help improve the health and well-being of the farming community, uh, support farm businesses through change, help them to build resilience, help them to look at, at succession and plan for succession. Um Connect uh, people in the farming community to the appropriate support if 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 they need that, um, and also uh, help to play a part in informing policy decisions by being a, a champion for the farming community.
0: Um, let's open this up to the group now. Um, we'll stay with you, Mark. How do you see the issues communities are facing at the moment change in the coming months?
4: Um, well, I think uh, I think it's about learning about this thing we keep hearing about, this new normal, uh, and how that's going to affect our lives. Um, being aware of the possibility of these local outbreaks and lockdowns and, and having some kind of contingency in mind to to deal to deal with that. Um, and I really hope we can find a way as an industry to safely re-engage personally rather than just through computer screens uh, or on the phone. Um, the, the technology uh, has been amazing and it's meant we've been able to stay connected. It's been invaluable for meetings and for information sharing. Uh, and you can right now uh, go online and attend no end of field trials and open days uh, that, are, that are online. Um, but having run that type of event all of my career, I know that knowledge exchange is just one component uh, of those events. It, it's the interaction the social exchange, the the personal engagement, um, these are so important, uh, especially for an industry like ours where lone working and isolation are so prevalent. Jan,
0: would you go along with everything Mark said there?
2: Uh, yes, and, and also we've found you know, some of our clients haven't left the house during the pandemic and are quite fearful and worried about going back into the community. So we expect that there will still be some who will require emotional support and regular phone calls for quite some time yet.
0: And you, Jason, what do you see the main issues as at the moment?
3: Yeah, I really agree with Mark and Jan. Uh, this, this human connection, how important that human connection is. And I think it's what we talk about. Often we will talk about information sharing and all that bit and stuff, but the real stuff which connects people is people's experiences, their worries, their anxieties, and to be heard. So as we go through into uh, the new normal, to be able to be honest and talk about the worries and problems that we have. And if we can talk about those, we will get that human connection. And hopefully as, on, as we, the lockdown eases, we will be able to connect uh, physically as well. But does that social connection, however that happens, is it a person or over a telephone or over two metres, it's so important to have it. How
0: will you be working together to help farming and rural communities across the UK in the future, Jason?
3: Uh, as I mentioned earlier... We've got the uh, Real People, Real Stories campaign uh, supported by NFU Mutual charitable Trust, where we are going to be uh, spreading the campaign out to get people to talk about uh, their worries and their problems and to draw those people in who may be hesitant to talk about those traditionally, especially those people that feel that they are strong, they've got to uh, be strong for other people. And that sometimes stops those people seeking help. So working with the other partners And uh, learning from each other, seeing what works, seeing how we can connect better. You, Mark?
4: Uh, Well, SCN is really pleased to be part of the Farming Help Partnership, um, and we're keen to collaborate further uh, with those other organisations in the future. Um, Given the current pressures, the period of significant restructuring, it looks like we're we're entering into, uh, I think it's important that we work together as best as we can to support the industry. Um, We keep close contact with uh, key stakeholders, including the NFU Young Farmers Clubs, NFU Mutual Charitable Trust, who've all been very supportive of our work. Uh, And we're currently building relationships with organisations like the Samaritans and recognise the the really important role that they also have in supporting the farming community. Um, I think individually, uh, our organisations have our particular strengths. Uh, But together, we're stronger and and, and more likely to reach those who need our help.
0: And what about you, Jan? How how important is it that RSAPI forge links with other charities around the country?
2: Yeah, it's hugely important um, in common with with the others. We already work closely uh, with Rabi and FCN, and so we would expect that that will continue in the, the coming months and years.
0: Ruth, how important is it to NFU Mutual that you can work with the likes of RSABI, Samaritans and FCM?
1: Um, so yeah, so as Mark just, just mentioned, actually, and just to emphasize the point that, that he, he ended with. Absolutely true that we're stronger together than than working alone. And as a mutual, it's so important that we're there for our members and our wider communities. So it's absolutely critical that we continue to work with these amazing organisations. I think that through a collaborative approach, we can absolutely create greater social impacts and more awareness of the support that's available across the UK. And we've heard about how charities are helping with some of the big challenges that our communities are facing. And we're so grateful for the work that's going on and immensely appreciative of everything that they're doing.
0: Okay. Finally, then, um, let's hopefully end on a positive note. What are each of your future plans for the rest of the year? Jan?
2: Uh, Well, we expect that Brexit will be the next challenge facing agriculture and are getting ready for Brexit now, trying to anticipate how that may impact the industry and what we may need to be able to manage that. And we've also missed getting out and visiting clients. So we're looking forward to getting back out again. But in common with many businesses, we are looking at new ways of working too.
3: Yeah. And you, Jason? Uh, 11th of August, Real People, Real Stories is launched. So that's a big thing for us in terms of pushing that out. And especially into those rural communities, getting that message out that uh, anybody can uh, call out for help. And we'll be there. 116123.
4: Fantastic. Thank you. And you, Mark? Uh, I think it's about making sure we stay available, um, we stay relevant, uh, we support people through change, we we have the ability to to help with resilience, building resilience, Um, be the understanding voice on the phone when the pressure grows and if if people need someone to talk to, um, and collaborate and work with others, provide this joined up
1: support.
0: Thank you Mark, and what about you Ruth to finish?
1: we'll continue to keep a close eye on our communities to appreciate the changing picture Uh, we'll continue to work closely with our partner charities like samaritans fcn rsabi to understand what more we can do to help and we'll continue to listen and learn and direct our support on the ground where it's needed the most
0: fantastic thank you all very much Uh, but that's all we have time for but um, thank you for joining us And for the important work you do, it's hugely appreciated by all of us in the rural community now more than ever. Uh, It's been great to hear more about what you're all doing at the moment. So once again, thank you. That's it from this edition of Ahead of the Field. From me, Will Evans, and everyone at NFU Mutual, we continue to wish our listeners and the farming community all the best during this difficult time.